Hello and welcome to another episode of A Little Ray of Sunshine, inspirational stories from everyday people. Tonight I have as my guest, Kelsey Freiberger. found out recently that you have been writing some books. And I thought, I think it would be really fun to get a little bit of history about that and the kind of books you write and what inspired you and just a little bit about that. How does that sound? Perfect. All right. Go for it. Let's see. I'm trying to think how many years ago it was that I wrote my first book. Probably eight years ago, I decided I wanted to start cracking down on some of my bucket list items. How did that become a bucket list item for you? I've always wanted to publish a book, but as I became a mom, I realized that I stopped doing the things I wanted to do for myself. And so I decided that I was going to start picking at my list one thing at a time. And writing a book was one of the easier things I could do in my spare time with my kids at Mm -hmm. home. So that very first book, what, what process did you go through to make that a reality? The first book was a long process. It took me over six years to write my first book. It took a lot of breaks. (laughs) I would would have to reread my book, I don't know, several dozen times I'd have to reread it because it had been so many months. I had five babies. (laughs) (laughs) So I was really busy and I didn't have a lot of spare time. And any spare second I had, I would try to sit down, but it took a long time because I didn't have a whole lot of spare seconds. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where'd you get the material? Was it fiction or nonfiction or how'd that come about? Dawn loves this part of the story. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I had a dream (laughs) about a story and I woke up and I just told him about it and I said, I think that'd be a really cool story. So I sat down and started breaking it down into sections and turning it into a three-part series book. Really? So what's the name of that first? The whole series is called the Mutiny Series. The first book is called Mutiny, and the second one is called Subservience, and the third one's called Thraldom. Okay. So three-part. So are they books for adults or children? or? I would say probably young adult. It would be fine. You know, it's appropriate for young adult. So... Mm-hmm. So what did that do for you to be able to realize that you were starting to fulfill a dream from a long time ago? It felt really good. After I got the first one written, the others just flowed and came so much more easier because I saw the success of the first one. And I felt the sense of accomplishment, I guess, and it motivated me to do the others. And those ones flowed a lot easier. And just once I realized I could do it, it was easier to do it. Mm -hmm. Do you think you always knew within yourself that you were capable of writing a book, or did it actually take that first series to give you that confidence? I think it took doing the first one to get the confidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just trying it out and, I don't know, seeing that within myself, I was capable of doing that. took a lot of patience with myself because I had to learn a lot of things in the process of editing and writing and stuff that I wasn't familiar with. So. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest thing you learned about yourself during this journey? Hmm. That's a good question. I actually have never like asked myself that. I guess if I had to say one thing, it just gave me the confidence that whatever I put my mind to, I can do it. You know, as long as I like persist in trying to do something, I can do it. So I don't know, put my mind to something and I can accomplish anything. And along the way, 
I'm sure you realize this, so probably not telling you something that you don't already know, but your children are watching the accomplishments that you're making, and I'm sure it's really impacting them as well. Yes, it's fun to see their reactions to me following my dreams, I guess. And Dawn makes a point of pointing that out to them all the time about how their mom's an author and she set her mind to something and accomplished it. And now they actually sit down and they all want to write books too. And so they sit down and they've started typing up their own stories and they think that's pretty cool. They pull up my books from time to time and can see that, you know, my name's on that book and mom did that. Mom did that. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty special, actually. So do you feel like your children might follow in your footsteps, any of them? Yep, I think so. We're in the process of helping them. They got their own little computers to type on so they can print out stories and they're Mm -hmm. drawing their own little pictures for the stories. And I guess it's fun to see that creative side of them come through because they saw mom do something. That's really neat. You know, a lot of people out there have dreams. We all have dreams to some extent, right? Yep. And to be able to hear your story about how you were able to get past some of the, maybe, I don't know, I'm sure you had struggles uh, along the way, but to become an accomplished author and to kind of fulfill that bucket list, that gives hope to people to say, I can do my bucket list, you know? Yes. You think that's part of your journey is to inspire other people? Yeah. I feel like because of me doing this, it's kind of paved the way for others. It's something I guess a lot of people want to accomplish is writing a book. I didn't realize that. I just thought maybe, I don't know, it was my own little bucket list item, but I have had a lot of people reach out and I get a lot of phone calls and I am in contact with a lot of people helping them follow the process of self-publishing because a lot of people don't know what steps to take and how to get there. Mm -hmm. So I walk them through that. How did you learn that? I was on Google and YouTube a lot. (laughs) That became your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time researching and trying to figure out the steps. Just getting my book uploaded and in the correct format took months of, (laughs) you know, editing and reformatting and adjusting and things like that. Did you ever get discouraged and think, gosh, why am I doing this? All the time. (laughs) All the time. Sometimes I would sit down after months and months, and I'm still only in the first few chapters, and I'm like, this is never going to get done. Why am I even spending my time doing this? So, yeah, there were definitely a lot of moments where I was like, this is a waste of my time. I shouldn't be doing this. I should be spending it doing other things, more fulfilling things. But I pushed through, and then once I got it done... I was able to see the results of, you know, keeping with it. And even though it was hard pushing through because it was something I wanted to get done. What kept you motivated during those times where you felt like, is this really worth it? I've always been the person, Dawn (laughs) will make fun of me all the time because once I put my mind to something, it's pretty hard to get that idea out of my head <laughs> for There's good no or stop. bad. There's no stopping you, right? <laughs> There's no stopping me. <laughs> and so once I had already put it out there, and I think telling people what that goal was helped because then I felt a sense of accountability, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like once I like said, I'm going to do this, then I had to follow through with it because I was starting to tell people that. And that's still what gets me to write my books. So right now I've started another series and I'm in the second book and... It's people reaching out, asking when it's going to come out. So 
even though I haven't ran in it in a long time, I'm going to keep writing because I have that sense of responsibility, I guess. This is book five that you're on currently? Yep, I'm working on book five. And what's this series called? I actually don't know. I only know the name of the first book as of right now. Mm -hmm. The first book is called A Debtor's Call. And so the second one, I don't even know the name of it yet. A lot of times I don't figure that out until the end of the process. No, I understand that. That makes a lot of sense. Many times when I'm doing podcast interviews like tonight, I won't know what we're going to be talking about. I won't know how it's going to go. And I definitely don't know what the name of it will be yep. until I go back and edit it. And then I say, that will make a great name for this episode. That's how the book works. Is that how it works? Yep. Something will jump out and I'll be like, that's it right there. Good. So it's instinctual, perhaps, yep. right? Yep. And I don't know how long you've had this dream, but you know, growing up that you were going to someday write some books? Nope. <laughs> no idea. That was just something, I don't know, it came to me later, I guess, as a mom of a lot of little kids, I lost a sense of myself, I guess, and I just wanted to be able to say I did something. Like, I wanted to be a good role model to my kids that, you know, you can do things you never thought possible, and um, once you put your mind to something, you can accomplish anything. Sounds like probably one of the greatest gifts a parent can give to their children is the ability to think that way. Yeah. And reach for the stars, so to speak. Yeah. And I think it just gives me a sense of creativity that I don't get a whole lot of as a mom. I know that sounds, I love being a mom. I love everything about being a mom, but I don't feel like I get to use my creativity, creative juices very much. So it gives me a creative outlet. Seems like it works well. Yeah, I actually, I as I write, I've decided I really love it. But I'll probably do it for the rest of my life. So you do intend on continuing this. Yeah. So who knows where it'll take you. Yeah, who knows. <laughs> right? Maybe someday I'll be watching a movie based off of your books, <laughs> your series. Who knows? Uh, right. Maybe. <laughs> right? So your husband's sitting right here kind of listening in on this. How supportive has Don been in this journey of yours? Don is the best. He's my best champion for sure. Anything I want to do, he is my most supportive, number one fan. <laughs> He's the one that probably encourages me more than me. You know what I mean? So when I get down and I start to say, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this, he is what gets me through and makes me realize I can. I can do. I can do hard things and I can do anything. So, Way to go, Don. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. What other things do you have on your bucket list? Because it sounds like once you decide, you're going to do it. So yeah. now's the time to let your husband know what some of these other bucket lists are. <laughs> uh, he is aware of a few. I want to get my pilot's license. Really? Yeah, I want to learn how to fly helicopters. And something that was always on my bucket list was to be a nurse. And so I went through nursing school. Just a lot of really weird, random things, but there's some traveling things on that bucket list, and yeah, there's a lot of things I want to accomplish. Yeah. Most things will probably happen once our kids are a little older, but plan on doing them. Right, but you'll you'll never scratch them off that list. They'll still be there waiting yep. for you when you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Aside from being an author and writing these cool books. What do you feel like is one of your biggest accomplishments as a human being? Being a mom. That's my number one 
there's nothing I would trade in the world, even though it's the hardest thing I've ever done, being a mom mm-hmm. to my five kiddos. I've heard it said, it's the hardest thing, but it's the most satisfying. Yep. It's wonderful, but it's hard all at the same time. Yep. Would that pretty much sum it up? Yep. <laughs> yeah. And you probably speak for most mothers out there, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I think most moms, <laughs> sometimes you just want to throw in the towel because it's so hard, but the good moments and all those hugs and kisses and all of the things you see them accomplish themselves, it all makes it worth it. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they look up to their parents who are encouraging them along the way. I don't know how they can lose if that combination continues to move forward in your family, right? Yep, hopefully, hopefully. But I always have to think, again, when children see their parents, they emulate a lot of what we do. And if they see us striving and doing something that is hard, then it gives them that confidence. And I like that. I like that. I remember when I was... I decided to do a PhD. I was in my 50s. And there were times where I wanted, like you, I wanted to throw the towel in. I was trying to write my dissertation, and it was just hard. I had to think, my kids are watching me. They're watching what I'm doing. And if I throw the towel in, when times get hard for them, then there's a chance they might want to throw that towel in as well. We have two mottos for the kids, and it's Freiburgers are hard workers, and Freiburgers never give up. That's neat. And they say it all the time, and it's fun to see. Like, if one of them's struggling in something, another one will be like, don't stop, Freiburgers never give up. So it's oh, fun to see great. them internalize that. Well, you just said there's probably something that a lot of people could benefit from, and having some kind of a motto that helps their family, unites their family, builds positive strength and commitment in their family. Yeah. So how did you come up with that motto? I guess for the Freiburgers never give up, it was because we were starting to see how hard our kids are on themselves. And I think a lot of kids are, especially in today's world. And so we just wanted to give them that sense of, you know, we don't want them to feel like just because they fail at something, they're failures, you know, that just keep trying and keep working at it and you'll get it. You'll get there. So you're teaching your kids that failure's going to happen. It's part of life, Mm -hmm. but that's not what we focus on. We focus on getting back up and continuing on. Mm -hmm. And we try to teach them, you know, the failure, that's not a bad thing. You know, you can learn from that. There's a reason you fail and there's something to be learned from it. Mm -hmm. So what are you learning from? I mean, you haven't failed. You're you're writing great books. (laughs) What have you learned? Oh, man, I fell at a lot of things, <laughs> but I just keep trying. One thing that comes to mind was when I was trying to get into the nursing program, people told me I wouldn't be able to get in because it's too competitive and you have to know somebody within the program. You have to have that connection with somebody in the program to be able to get in. And I first applied and I didn't get accepted, which was really discouraging because that was what I wanted to do. And I thought, okay, well, what now? And so I just decided this is what I'm supposed to do. So I retook classes that I got B pluses in, which you normally would look at and right. be like, that's, you don't need to do that. But I was like, if I can improve that even a little bit, then maybe I'll get in. And I did. It, it just it bumped up barely to an A minus. And then I reapplied and I got in. And so it just, there's a lot of things I fell at, but I try to, if it's something I'm really convinced I'm 
meant to do and I'm supposed to be doing, I tweak it and I'll try again. Mm-hmm. So, so moral of the story is? Never give up. Never give up. <laughs> no, that's, that's actually a great moral. Because I'm sure if you're like most of us, there are times where we just kind of say, I don't know, I could really be doing this and doing this and is it worth my time? And yep. Yeah. But you're different. You're different that way. And it's kind of like in, and I don't know you personally, but I know, you know, just yep. because you're Don's wife, but there's something about you that you have a presence about you, I think, that perhaps you already know. And if you don't, I'm sure Don can tell you what that presence is. <laughs> and that might have something to do with you being successful. Do you know what your presence suggests? No. <laughs> Confidence. 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 As I say, no. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. Confidence. I think that's what it takes for people to get up after they've fallen. It takes that confidence. I think many of us are worried when we fall, did somebody see me fall? And how did I look when I I fell? And this is embarrassing. But successful people, confident people get back up, dust themselves off, and go forward with whatever they've determined to do. And also, I guess you have to stop caring about what other people think. When I first put out that book, I mean, it was a little nerve wracking because you're putting something out there that's going to get critiqued and judged and you're going to get a ray of feedback, you know, and that's a little nerve wracking to put yourself out there. But I did it for myself. It was something I I was like, I don't really care what they don't like it. They don't like it. If they do, then great, you know, so I think it's important to just really not care what other people think. Yeah. I mean, you're doing a great thing, and so people are going to have opinions all over the place. I don't know where you read the feedback or heard it or where it was published or whatnot, but just following your dream. Yeah. And going forward regardless. I like that. See, that's the attitude that's going to continue to make you successful in the field of being an author, right, as you continue to push forward. Yep. Don, why don't you come over here? I got a question for you. (laughs) Why don't you pop in on this episode for a second? I've done this a lot where husbands and wives have been in here. Sometimes the perspective from the spouse is refreshing and, you know, eye-opening. You've just sat here, and I know you've heard it before, but it's the first time I've heard it. You've listened to her as she explained her journey to become an author. What's it been like for you as the spouse to watch this happen? It's been a fun process because... She's being humble, but honestly, the feedback that she has gotten has been really amazing. And I think it's fun to see her just light up when a new review posts on Amazon or Goodreads or wherever, because 95% of the comments really have been really great feedback. And I think that's been a lot of fun for her to have that. You know, in the initial, I don't know, probably six months to a year, it was mostly just friends and family leaving feedback. And it's like, well, of course, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna give me five stars. But we're at the point now where out of all the reviews that she's gotten, probably only 50-60% of them are people that we know. And she still has a five star average, which I think is really cool. Amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And something that we did early on that that she didn't mention that I think helped her and was good for us as a couple too, I think, just to have a creative outlet and have an opportunity to have a hobby. 
we did what was called, we called it hobby night. So we would pick one night a week where we would just say, okay, when the kids go to bed, we're going to go do our hobbies, whatever it is. For me, it, it was either working on like woodwork or things like that maybe watching YouTube video, but for her, it was always, I'm going to get on my book and I'm going to do some writing. And I think that was really helpful for her as well, just to have the opportunity to have a dedicated time and space to work on those things. And how do you split it up now? Because you both work, you work on your book and do you have a job outside of the home? Right now, I'm working as a district nurse with the school. Don, you're a principal at Harwood Elementary and you're writing your books. So how do you split that up and make it work? Do we make it work? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of communication, I think. Yeah. Like today, for example, you know, I was at work during the day and she was working, you know, with the kids and taking care of them because we didn't have school today. It was a it was a cold day. Snowy cold day. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Then I had some church responsibilities tonight that I had to go take care of. So then, you know, we had to make sure that we were on the same page. I had to be home by 8.15 so I could come with her for this. And I think that communication piece is important because if if you're not on the same page as a family, you're, you're going to struggle to know where you all need to be when and, <laughs> and if you're going to be able to accomplish those goals that you have. So you just heard, Kelsey, what Dawn had to say. What are your thoughts about making it work? Just trying to find a balance where... You can find a way to split your time and manage your time, Mm -hmm. you know, because there's a lot of things pulling you a bunch of different ways when you work and you have kids and you got church responsibilities and other things. Just finding a balance so that the areas aren't suffering. One area tends to suffer if you focus more on one. So just trying to make sure that in my book writing that I'm not neglecting my children. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Trying to find just a happy place where I'm still feeling like I'm fulfilling that need of creativity, but also spending time with my children so that they know that they're important, that they're loved and that they have the support of their mom and dad and things like that. I think it's just finding a balance and not having the tendency to let one thing consume all of your time and energy. Mm -hmm. That's well put. What piece of advice would you give to somebody who have things on their bucket list that they would really like to do, but don't know how to get started? If I had to say one thing, it's just taking one step in that direction, one little step. Sometimes I think we look at the big picture. I mean, I've talked to so many people and they're like, oh, I want to, but how do you do that? And it's just like, you can't eat a whole pie. You got to do bite size. You know what I mean? You got to mm-hmm. just take a little bit at a time. And once you get that done, then you can move on to the next little bite and then the next so that it's not so overwhelming and daunting of a task. In fact, that sounds like it could go right along with just living life, not necessarily checking off a bucket list, but that could go right along with how do I maneuver life? Yeah, that's how I kind of approach all my days because some days I feel like I'm sure like most people, super overwhelmed, you know, with all the things that will need to be done for that day. And it's just saying, okay, before 10 o'clock, I've got to have their lunches, you know, and just starting somewhere and getting that one task done before moving to the next 
and so on and so forth. Well, that's great advice. You've inspired me just in the half hour we've been together talking, you know, do the things we want to do in life. Recently on a podcast, I mentioned that we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're guaranteed the moments that we're in. And what better opportunity to do something we've always wanted to do than in the moment. Yep. Would you agree? Yep. Life is meant to be enjoyed, right? So do the things you want to do. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out of your evening to be here and to be part of this podcast. And uh, I just appreciate both of you and and the input (laughs) that you've had tonight. So, and to my listeners, remember to speak up, speak out, and speak often. Bye-bye.